DSN, yeah. It's your boy Brett Swinney here on the Disrespect Sports Network with Off the Ropes Episode 12, Money in the Bank Review Show. I got the guys here with me. We got Brandon Ogden and Kyle Owens. What's going on, fellas? Hello. Well, I think we have Kyle. He's, we've lost his audio. He's, he's muted. My bad. There oh, there he is. You had there some great to say, Kyle. I, I didn't. We couldn't hear you. Oh, my bad. Anyway, I was gonna say. I said yeah, and then I was gonna say that uh, Saturday. I was so excited. I was. Oh my gosh! I was jumping out of my seat, and then Damian Priest ruined it for everybody. Oh yeah, it was. It was very disappointing. You hear that pop the LA night got? That oh. was ridiculous. Oh, it's. It it was it was great. It was great. So, um, guys, I, I just want you to know. First off, how's your week going? First off, I mean, everybody doing all right this week? I, this is my first day off since last Thursday. Uh, yeah, I had one day off in two weeks. So excited to have two days off this week. So uh, uh, that's great. It's been I a great, it great week. I have a day off. I've got tomorrow off too. So I'm oh, I'm excited. It's beautiful. I know, Brandon. You're about to get some time off. Yeah, I work tomorrow, and then I'll be uh, I'll pretty much off for a couple of weeks. So, uh, oh, exciting times yeah, here yeah, for the yeah, DSN yeah, off the ropes crew. Hey, yeah, do y'all hear that? First of August. Do y'all hear that? What's it's that? very quiet tonight. Some some somebody. There's maybe a couple people missing tonight. Yeah, where are they? I don't know. I think I think they had a uh, a cage match. Uh, Diggs was going to get on <laughs> Jeremy's shoulders and hit him with a screwdriver. Test that theory to see if he would. Uh, <laughs> Be out for the one, two, three. <laughs> Man. Jeremy just said he'll be here at nine. Okay. All right. Well, I think they're going to try to join in, pitch in, and join us. I know Jeremy's on vacation. He's going to try to give us some of his time. And uh, Diggs had a prior engagement. But he's going to try to jump on as well. So we'll get rolling here since we're only talking one show. I figured we'd lead off with uh, our new our new kind of thing we kind of fill in with extra time is it's off topic. I got three things to talk about. Uh, probably just be the three of us here talking about that tonight. But Anyway, first thing I want to talk about is nicknames. The new nickname, Dirty Dom, guys. I think that's been like, I think they've added that. It's kind of like Seth freaking Rollins. Now it's Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Thoughts on that? Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> well, but well, because before I'd even seen, because I didn't watch Raw till like I think yesterday or the day before. So I had it, but I heard about that on Monday night, like on Twitter. And where what Dirty Dom actually originated from makes it look really bad because uh, you know uh, you know Dirty Dom is a was a really did some really bad things and so the the, the fact that the fact that they brought that up probably not a good look but because you know at first people might not have known but a quick Google search will uh, you know look. <laughs> Dirt, dirty, dirty Dom. He uh, he had a 
a checkered past. And so, <laughs> well, associating got, that is, well, this Dominic Mysterio has a checkered past. You remember he was in the Slammer for all, all yeah, three. Yeah, it's a little different, <laughs> but yeah. But but uh, Corey has a uh, history of saying some controversial stuff. So, uh, it, so we'll, we'll see if they continue this or if – because it, it didn't start getting backlash, I think, until Tuesday. So we'll see if they continue it next week, or we'll 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 see. But uh, it, it, I like Dom Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's necessary. It's kind of like the the Seth freaking Rollins. Like the freaking doesn't need to be in there. Like I could do without that. I could do without the Dirty Dom. Now I don't mind the Seth freaking Rollins. I can't stand the Dirty Dom. I mean that's <laughs> it's that's completely pointless. But you that's an interesting point you brought up, Brandon. Because if you if you do some research on Gunther's name, Gunther, what they originally wanted to call him with the first name, is actually like a German U2 boat captain or something that was, you know, in the in that time with Hitler and all that. So, oh yeah, and so yeah, like the first person I said saw that said, you know, talked about Dirty Dom, it said, oh, at least it's not a Nazi U boat. You know, Gunther, it, yeah, it already linked those two together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the first thing I thought of when you said that. So it's not. I mean, WWE does this. I mean, they've done it before. They'll do it again. They they know how to blur the blur the lines where they try to make it okay. It's not okay, but so they want I, a PG show, but then they want to do this. I, I don't. I don't get it. Like it's like, hey, we want to be for the kids. We yeah, we don't want to do blood, but it's okay to do. It's okay to give these guys nicknames that you know have other meanings and then say them on TV. Yeah. It's like, hypocritical. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of strange. Maybe it's because Triple H wasn't there. I mean, he well, was he was absent from Raw Monday night. That explains a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that, but now that, that yeah. explains a lot. I, I don't know. I don't remember if I ever read why he wasn't there, but I know he wasn't there uh, for some reason this Monday. So, And I don't know um, if it's on one of your uh, topics, but I just want to point out. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about it later too. But the Seth Rollins entrance, I, I'm over it. Uh, there, there, WWE is ruining it for me. Like, I don't. I, it's them singing him to the ring, that's great. I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to do. But when we're standing there for two minutes in a spotlight in the center <laughs> of the ring with the crowd, like, come on, man. Like that's that's too much, bro. And I, so that's all I'm saying. They're ruining a good thing. Like the 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 entrance for Seth is phenomenal. I love it. Uh, sing along with it. So I'm do not you still, sit there and do it for two minutes? So do you see? So you still like the Jericho entrance with Judas? They yeah. sing that one in, and they of course yeah. they kind of close it out, and then they sing like one verse, exactly. and then it's over. So and then it's over, and then we get into what we're doing. Seth, he'll sit there for either it could be two minutes, could be five minutes. He Monday night before break, he came out and they were doing the woes. We come back from commercial. He's still in the ring. They're still doing the woes. Like, <laughs> would, you be, would you be singing still call if you're there live? No, absolutely not. You just finally sit down and <laughs> finally, y'all got it. <laughs> Done. Well, well, Kyle, so I did say we got robbed because he didn't have that entrance last year at Mania. Like that came no. a little a couple months after. So yeah. We got robbed of being able to do that. Except yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we would have because he was facing that was Cody's comeback night. Yeah, I feel so sorry for you guys because I didn't get to go to Mania. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, we're planning a off the ropes trip to a event sometime soon. We got to get we got to get that together. We get us all there. And they need to come to Texas is what they need to do. That's true. That's They're true. all up in the Northeast right now. We need them to come back come back south a little they'll, bit. They'll come, they'll come down here eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I actually watched NXT this week. wasn't bad, actually. No, 
I don't watch I it. I watched it in a long time. Well, I saw actually the reason I watched it because I don't know if you saw the vignette with Baron Corbin. He's like burning all his clothes. He's back I, to the lone I, wolf. I, lone wolf I, hope to, I even burned his lone wolf outfit. Like oh. it's something oh, there. He's going completely. So I, I, I pray to God for his sake that they can do something right. They have ruined that guy. Like they've given him gimmick after gimmick. The, actually, the lone wolf one was probably his best one. Yeah. They've just, just ruined him. So, and he can wrestle too. He's good in the ring and he's, yeah. And he's a good heel. Like yeah. everybody loves to hate Baron Corbin, but he needs something, some a good gimmick. So hopefully they'll find something for him. That's why really I watched NXT. Uh, the Creed brothers also lost, so they're now out. So we'll I expect to see them showing up at SmackDown or Raw soon. I don't know if y'all have ever seen them wrestle, but they're really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, they, and they're very they're good on the mic too. They're they're going to be a good addition to the SmackDown or Raw roster. Um. Okay, we kind of got off, but the number two thing uh, for off the topic is better than you, baby. <laughs> How? What do y'all think about this? Uh, I, I personally love this blind tag team. I think it's an automatic way to create feuds. I, I know it's kind of like uh, back in the day when they had Kane and Daniel Bryan together, you know, and they, they didn't like each other and they were in the, the team hell no kind of deal. Um, but putting these teams together, I think it creates um, some good television. Um, of course, they had Keith Lee and, and Swerve back on the team. That was interesting. So now maybe they're going to go back to that feud that kind of just died there for a while when supposedly uh, Swerve took Keith Lee out. So, um, But I think it's a good way. This is very interesting. It's, it's very comical. Um, there's times where it looks like Adam Cole is kind of like, you know, leaning heel there. He's okay with MJF, and then he kind of lets MJF just fall on his face. Um, what do you guys think about this? Well, I hadn't seen last night yet, so I hadn't seen all the teams. I know about Adam Cole and MJF because that was a couple weeks ago, and I, I saw their opponents last night, so I, I know who that one is. But, you know, used to, like WWE, they always, like, just threw random people together, and they still do it, just throw random people together as a team, but with no rhyme or reason. You know, like Ricochet and Braun Strowman and, uh, like, and then, like, Sheamus and Cesaro that one time had the seven matches. And, like, hey, let's make them a tag team for two years. They just randomly would throw people together as tag teams. But would it – at least this, they're doing it. It's a cool way. They're drawing it out of a – like a – the kind of like the Royal Rumble thingy. You know, they're drawing it out of a hat or whatever, the lottery. And it's at least they're making it fun. And it, it's not just one team. They're doing a bunch of teams like that. And it's and they're doing a tournament out of it. And they're giving you a reason. They're not just throwing teams together for the sake of, oh, let's throw a team together and – let them do something for a little bit. And they'll have a title chance. I mean, at the end of this. Exactly, so, yeah. And it's still, it's depth. And, and there's that's one of the things that AEW does a better job of WWE is let's make the match mean something. Why are these people, why do they care about fighting? Like, at least they, they're trying now in this, their tournament, they're trying to get championships, an opportunity for one. So I, I do like this. Kyle, what do you think? I love it. I love the, I think, and Brandon, you said you haven't seen last night's MJF and Adam Cole are just, they are fantastic together um it's it's great um but i love that tag team and i'm I'm with you brandon i like it it it's not like you said there's a reason behind it and it's it's only a tournament it's not like they're after this it won't be a long-term tag team it's just for this tournament moving on now the team that wins it all wins the tournament they may stick together for a little longer but overall these teams are going to split up anyway so i'm fine with it i I think it adds for compelling television because now the matches mean something so uh, love it. Love what AEW is doing. All right. All right. So off the topic three 
And if you haven't seen last night, you you may not uh, have anything to say on this, Brandon, but you may have heard. So Jericho to BCC, question mark. Kyle, uh, was it to BCC night. or was it to Don Callis? I think yeah. it was more towards Callis. I know Callis and the BCC are, are intertwined, but I think that was more of a – it may have been Blackpool well, Combat Club. Say, but he yeah. said that he forms – he that first Jericho had said he needed to form – uh, groups not join one, so that's true. If joining, yeah. then there's already one there, so that's yeah. why I assumed. And I don't know if it's maybe he's recruiting him to replace Brian Danielson with Brian Danielson being out. On I don't like it though, I don't like Jericho. Jericho has his own thing, he doesn't need to join the BCC, he has he his does. own thing, he does. But he came out and said he wanted to do something new. I thought he was turning, turning face for a minute. Well, I he, think he might, I think he will, and I think he a singles run by him without a faction, maybe, mm-hmm. um, just him on his own. And, and he kind of he kind of threw back to the Y2J Jericho um, a little bit. So I would be okay with that kind of variation now in AEW and see how that goes. But I think the JAS is splitting up because Daniel Garcia can be on his own. Sammy Guevara can be on his own. Um, Matt Menard and uh, Angelo Parker are a tag team anyway. That's 2.0. So, and Jake Hager can stand on his own. I don't think the JAS needs to be a faction necessarily they're not really feuding with anybody as a faction they all got their separate battles so just let them have their separate battles jake hager is the most underused talent like he he could be something special like he's got the wrestling background and an mma background and he's a freakish athlete but he's just been like a jericho bodyguard for the last yeah. three years or however long eight this has been three or four years so i wish i wanted them to do something with him i was hoping at some point that he would finally turn on jericho and they could feud because um, he's been kind of wasted, in my opinion. He's just kind of been sitting there behind everybody and is basically Jericho's stooge. Yeah, yeah. Him, then, and that's the same thing with Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, 2.0. That, that's basically all they are. They are basically goons for Jericho. And the only two that have really split off and done anything is Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara, and they're actually making something being on their own. These other teams aren't. They're just flocking with Jericho. So if Jericho goes on his own, that gives those teams and those those people time to grow and be on their own too. Yeah. Brandon, what's your thoughts? Are you, what, do you, what do you see Jericho doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I hadn't seen the segment from last night to see what actually happened. But, all you know, I did see the the kind of graphic where someone's going to be joining each team for blood and guts, get like a little mystery partner for each team. So I didn't know Jericho was involved though. So the, uh, I'm interested to watch. I'll probably watch it in the morning and kind of catch up and see what happens. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good show. Um, last night. I've kind of I've caught up a little bit today. I didn't get to catch it live, but um, pretty good watch. Pretty good watch. All it's right, well, movie. this card, guys. Um, I'm just gonna say, uh, I, I there's a four way tie, and I ain't part of it. You guys, I, I don't know. I think this pay per view. I'm gonna call this opposite day because whatever I picked, it went the opposite <laughs> direction. Um, and I think a lot of us were there was a lot of matches that we thought we for, for sure they were going that way. And there were some people that went on their own and, and got picks, but unfortunately that same person wasn't the same person every time and it kind of balanced out. I think pretty much everybody kind of stole a pick here and there and, and uh, you guys had four and I had two. Um, the feuding digs and uh, Hubbard match they, they both had four and We'll get their thoughts when they join us. Um, but let's just kind of go over this card. I, I think overall, to me, um, we talked about the card might not live up to what 
we thought it would be. I think it did. Honestly, thought overall that it was a very good pay per view. Um, I, I thought all the matches were pretty good. I mean, I, I didn't really have like one that was just like I hated it. I wish that Gunther and Riddle would have gone a little longer. Um, but I don't. I didn't hate it. I, I think that you know the matches were all uh, good, especially the Money in the Bank. You're not going to have too many that are that are bummers. Um, all right, we'll start with the. Uh, the first one is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Right off the bat, I thought that was interesting. When that when I saw that this was leading off, I was like, "Hmm, is the winner going to cash in later tonight?" That's always in the back of my mind when they have them that early. Um, I'm sure you guys probably thought the same thing. Um, and I think it came down to who we thought were the options: uh, L.A. Knight and Damian Priest. And Priest comes out on top, and I, I like either one of those. They can do something with them. Um, and I think my thinking is why they didn't go with L.A. Knight is I don't think at this point he needs the money in the bank. He's so over right now. Um, I read somewhere where he may get a shot at Austin Theory at SummerSlam. And I'd love to see him beat Austin Theory and do something with the title. Um, but uh, what do you guys think of this this match? There was lots, some, lot, a lot of good, nasty spots, I will say. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was an incredible match. Uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul did some things like we expected them to do. The the um, off the, the off the apron that on the ladder. Spanish fly. Yeah, Spanish fly, and then uh, and then oh, Butch's the uh, yeah, Butch, Butch's backflip outside on the ladder, like off the ladder on the outside. That was pretty good. Just some really good spots, and uh, you know, and then came down to LA Knight and Damian Priest, and uh, like. Kyle, we were saying pre-show. Kyle was saying pre-show. It's like, and I was getting so close, so close, so close, and then uh, mm. it just Damian Priest came out, which is it, which is good because you know, the crowd was buzzing. When Elliot had to wait, and then you have Damian Priest, who's that kind of mega heel, and he kind of that gives him a little bit more heat because he kind of stole that away from everybody. And uh, you know, but that that crowd was on fire all night. The London crowd, which we knew it would be, but if LA not would have won, I don't know if they would ever stop. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. exploding there. I thought it was a, a one of the better Money in the Bank men's Money in the Bank matches for sure. Uh, there, like you said, Brandon, the spots that that uh, Pete Dunn moonsault on the outside, that spot with uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul that was botched, but Ricochet was like, other. <laughs> "Yeah, we're gonna do it anyway." Off the second rope, like he nearly killed Logan Paul. Um, yeah, it, that spot was wild. The, the Ricochet is fantastic. Logan Paul with the the frog splash on Priest on the outside, like it was the, what we expected. Um, I wanted LA Knight to win, but the more I thought about it, if he wins, then what? Who's he cashing in on? He's not cashing in on Roman or whoever wins the title. He's not cashing in on Seth. Seth's not losing the title right now. He's not going to cash in and beat Gunther, so who would he cash in on? So what's the point in giving him the title? At least if you give Priest the money in the bank briefcase, there's more storylines that can go with that. And you can set up that feud with um, Theory and LA Knight. You don't need the title involved, or you don't need the money in the bank briefcase involved. So I'm okay with who won. I, I wanted LA Knight, but I like Damian Priest, and I think they could do a lot with him. Yeah, and unfortunately for us, the only person that picked – Damian Priest was Mr. Five Star Match, uh, Jeremy Hubbard. Of course, okay. I, I came so close. I came so close. Yeah, and, uh, but the thing I and I already since he's won, they've already, I mean, three or four times they've already dropped that nugget of him and Finn. Mm-hmm. You know, that they've really done a good job with that already. And uh, and then the other thing is, you know, I think 
and I think we're going to get it is Ricochet and Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Did you see but, they had the the backstage yeah, brawl? But the thing is, I think the lot, I think the Money in the Bank was supposed to set it up, but there was one botched moment between them. I think that was supposed to, but they had to kind of stage that backstage thing to kind of give us a little bit more because I, I, I don't think they originally would have needed that, but they, I, I think something didn't go right on Saturday, which we really didn't notice, but apparently something didn't go right and they had to give us a little bit more on Monday, but I think we are going to get that match. And we said it Royal, was it Royal Rumble. We said mm-hmm. we would love to see that. So. Yeah. Well, and I think here's the thing guys, if there's a WWE pair that can do something like Osprey and Omega, not saying it's going to be that caliber, but these two right here could do something special in a WWE ring. It, it'll be a great match, and one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be one of those. It's going to be in the ring. There's going to be some crazy spots. Mm-hmm. They've got this whole time. They've probably been playing this a little bit, you know. So yeah. you know they've got some things planned that are just going to be insane. I would I'm be surprised excited. if it wasn't a, a stipulation match where they can involve ladders and tables and TLC things. Match. TLC. Oh, yeah. Oh. That would be great. I mean, rid of the pay per view. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that was. I mean, just that was incredible. Um, the next match here, and I'm sure Jeremy want to talk about that one here when he comes on about the priest one. But we'll move on to the women's tag team match. Shocker of the night, fellas. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, one of the shockers of the night. I mean, this was to me. This was the the shocker as far as like if i was putting money on something that would have happened i would have not put money it on was it was way out of left field yes like, way out of left field well like I mean, Ronda and Shayna were like minus like what 7000 yeah was, i think I, I saw somewhere you could have made if you bet 100 dollars you could have made like i don't know something like 30 40000 i mean it was it was an and somebody did yeah somebody like, did i just didn't see it coming guys i mean mm-hmm. we're all kind of on the same page but I will say that we kind of talked about who was left for them, the, of, of like the last couple of shows that Ronda and Shane were kind of running through everybody. They unified the titles. They did all that. I mean, what was left? And now we know it's them. Looks like we're going to get uh, Baszler and Rousey at SummerSlam. And I wouldn't be surprised with the rumors going around that Rousey may go back to UFC. I heard that. I don't know if you guys have heard that. But – there could be some kind of stipulation where loser leaves or something, something crazy. Uh, oh wait, we have we have Mister Five Star himself coming in. Uh, well, we can't see him. There he is, Mister Five himself. Well, Uh-oh. he's frozen. I think well, I think he Dick, probably didn't have good internet Dick, at his vacation. You know, Dick's hit him with he a brought- screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 frozen there. But yeah, so I, I think man, this could be a really good match too. They they work the same style and they're just gonna just beat the hound dog out of each other. I think this one could be really good too. Got a lot of built in storylines galore here. Yeah, the only yeah, problem is uh is, you know, Shayna's gonna you know, she did the turn, she's the heel, and she's got the kind of heel badass look, but the fans are booing Rhonda like crazy. And so she, it just, it, it, it was real awkward on, when they did the little back and forth on Monday because like Rhonda doesn't have much of a personality. So it's just like that, that part's awkward. But inside the ring, it'll be fun between those two. But, uh, but what happened on Saturday is, uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. 
Yeah, look, he's smiling down there because he knows we're talking about this. This one, he he just he just picked this one out of a hat, guys. I mean, which one are you talking about this time? I mean, I got lucky on two, right? <laughs> well, huh. you, as as lucky as you were, you still could only come up with a four way tie between all four of you guys. I don't know how you did that, Jeremy, but I mean, you should have won with the matches you picked out of your hat. I was thinking we're kind of like the old NFC West, right? What was it? The Seahawks, I guess, made the playoffs a few years back with a losing record. Like, did did any of us really win if it was four <laughs> wins? I mean, yeah, no, we just but. You know, I, I, it's funny because I thought I got a couple that, that I didn't think I was going to get, right? Like, I picked Damien to win the money in the bank. We had that talk last week, Brandon, when you thought maybe you should have picked it too. And uh, I, I went out and picked Raquel and Liv to win. And then, like, what was I thinking on the other ones? I don't even know. Like, what, what am I doing? I don't even know, Kyle. But, <laughs> We've only uh, talked about the first two so far, Jeremy. We've talked about uh, Damien winning, and we, we all kind of agreed that it was going to be L.A. Knight, Damien Priest. They put them at the end of the match. Uh, we talked about Ricochet and Logan Paul kind of spurring themselves into a match, almost killing each other. Um, yeah, and uh, could be another could be another four point five star match, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> out of Ricochet and Logan Paul. <laughs> Man, we've gotten some mileage out of that. Hey, we, we told uh, we told everybody the 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 people at home that um, that you and Diggs were having y'all's own match. That's why y'all weren't here tonight. Y'all were y'all were yeah. squaring off in the ring tonight. Yeah, down here have my own version of Bash at the Beach, me and Diggs. Uh, <laughs> one of us is going to take the Hogan. One of us is going to take the Hogan uh, fall, like it, like with uh, I guess Vince Russo. But uh, no, you know, yeah, you know, I thought the Money in the Bank match. I thought the latter match, both of them. I thought they were phenomenal. I mean, truthfully, I thought that. Um, you know, we had this talk last week about, or at least I felt like anyway. The participants, it was a little underwhelming who was in those matches. And I think that we kind of assumed, like, okay, well, they're saying they can go for a mid-card title, and that's why, right? Because there's some guys in there that aren't capable. But, man, I was I was super impressed. And I thought the women's ladder match, I know we're, y'all get down the road and that. I don't, I'm not going to be there the whole time. But I thought it was phenomenal. I thought some of those ladies did some things that was a completely unbelievable. Um, and as much as we kind of – talk about the WWE women's division as a whole. I thought it was I thought it was really good. I thought the match was and and um but man, you know, I, I enjoyed what Triple H said after the after the match in a press conference talking about, you know, I know LA Knight was the favorite and I know all you guys want him to win, but the story's not over. And that's what I like about what Triple H did. And I haven't watched I did not watch Monday night other than just a little bit. So I don't know if they went any further than that or not, but I do know I, I really, I really enjoyed Triple H bringing. That's what I love about those press conferences, guys. And you may disagree or, or agree, but they kind of blur the lines between real life and storyline. And I really think they've done a good job of that, and it's why I really appreciate it. You know, AEW I think was doing those press conferences first, maybe, and it's completely storyline. Like there's no realism in that at all. But but Triple H has done a good job of that. So. I think he's going to get his big push. You know, L.A. Knight still is. Um, but, man, good for – and then they teased the Damien thing, Brandon. We talked about that last week. They teased it at the end of the match, and, and Finn was kind of, you know, upset about that. Um, he came out there. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I know that – I did see Damien, I guess, talk on Monday night that he kind of mentioned that, that that's not what he's interested in doing is going after Finn, but or that wasn't what he was going to do. 
But yeah. I think we all would I, – I personally think that's where it's going to end up at will be those two going at each other. and You know, kind of the writing's on the wall with that, I guess. But uh, overall, I, I will say this. Okay, I was listening a minute ago. I'm with you on the Rollins entrance, man. Thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you. Good it, it is so too fun. much. We should just it's play so it through awkward. our whole show. Uh, no. <laughs> and And – and Jeremy, listen, I'm kind of feeling the same way about Cody Rhodes. The only reason is because if you watch Monday night, he came out at the start of the show, full entrance, pyro, whoa, you know, the whole thing. And in his wrestling gear. And then yeah. him and Brock get into it. Great. Cool. Then he comes out later in the show, full entrance, the whoa, to do a stage interview in a suit twice in the same show. When I heard his theme song hit, I said, why? <laughs> what are we doing? So, yeah, they're they're, kill, they're, wants they're going overkill. They're going you know, overkill. It's it's funny because I, I'm with you on the. I, I still like the Cody entrance. You I know, like the, it. The it's about, just the thing about the Seth one to me is it's just so awkward. You know, like yeah, I, I just for all this dude's in the spotlight and he's just first off he's wearing <laughs> women's clothing ninety percent of the time, <laughs> and it's just like why are we singing to this dude? At least with Cody, like it's just it gets you pumped up. Yeah, yeah, I like completely the Cody off, entry. Completely off, well, it's not off topic, but kind of. Have you guys seen the TikTok trend that went on July 4th, by the way? All these guys on TikTok doing the Cody Rhodes entrance with the fireworks. With fireworks. Them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I miss that. Yeah, no. No, Hopefully no one got I'll injured. In the group chat. I'll send it to you in the group chat, but it was um, it was so unbelievable. And, and it's these kids, man, like, what are you doing? I, I would have done it myself, uh, honestly, guys, but uh, – some of them looked good. Hey, we need, a, we need a beach version from you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, boys, uh, tomorrow I'm headed home, and uh, oh. the beach the beach won this week, by the way. <laughs> I can't really tell, but the beach won today. Yeah. Um, uh, but but it is what it is. But, no, I, I, I thought that uh, I'm with you on the set thing for sure. Um, and also, I did hear you say this, I love the Adam Cole MJ. Oh, stuff. yes. Yeah. Dude, it's so great. It is like, so – it's perfect. They are so great together. The only thing I'm afraid of is it's going to make MJF look like a like kind of like a fool, right? Which, like, he's your champion. He's the guy that you, like – is this TK getting that in for maybe he's going to leave at the end of the year? You know, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't want that to happen. And and, and I, I heard you say this too, uh, or Brandon, one of you said this, about there's moments where Cole almost falls into it a little yeah. bit yeah, and then gets out of it. The Shivani thing, talking about uh, when they were doing the oh, gym, the guy in the weight the room. could happen. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, but he was like, no, you can't say that about the guy, but he does look like Shivani. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> Adam Cole still doesn't like Shivani because he always thinks he was, you know, hitting on Britt Baker. So, you know. Yeah, he, and he should have, probably. Um, <laughs> good choice. Uh, but anyway, so what, I mean, what else did you guys think about the show? I mean, while, while I'm on here, I, you know, I, I thought overall it was a good card. It wasn't great, but I thought it was a good card. Um, I, yeah. I, I'm disappointed that I don't know, man. Like we talk about the bloodline thing, right? Like I'm worried that it's gonna get stale if they don't do something. Like I know people think it was great TV. I'm just not sold that it was great at the pay per view. You know, like I, I just I don't know. I expected more from it, honestly. At this point, I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I I I. I I understand uh, where you're coming from with one, with it could get stale, but I think that there's so much heat 
and love for Roman right now that they they could still ride that a little longer. And I think him getting pinned finally by Jay sets up a whole thing. Now we got this tribal the I'm tribal court of the tribal chief of I'm, the tribal I'm, chief. Hey, yeah. Do we know who's showing up for that? They could have any of the old They could have anybody. That's what I'm that's why I'm saying this story has so many more layers to it that it could get to that I think it it's still got a few months maybe not a few, maybe a couple months. After SummerSlam, maybe we need to start getting to a conclusion. But for right now I think it's got some legs that it could still still has some good strength to it. And I guess I guess what worries me is I don't I mean do you guys think Jay or Jimmy either one could carry the, the championship belt I mean do you think even those guys are are at that level you know what I'm saying like I because where does it end I still thought Solo takes it from him and he that's what they put him over and he's the new and travel guess, chief because they did mention that they said you're the you're you would be the new travel chief so they kind of teased that yeah. I don't know that's where I think. To me, that's where I wanted to go. I want they that way that puts solo so over. Like they, they've done a good job, but for the most part, we had that silly loss to Cody Rhodes. I still don't understand why they did that. But he hasn't taken many pins either. And so this could be where he eventually decides he wants to go after the title and the Usos back him. And they take maybe Roman Reigns takes a few months off and then comes back. I don't know. I'd I'd like to see them use it to put solo over just because They've done a great job of building him up. Who else? I mean, the only other person right now, I mean, you got that's believable beating Roman, Gunther. Uh, I mean, but he's a heel and heel. That doesn't really fit right now. Um, you got Cody, of course, but, you know, I'm sure they're not going to be ready to put him right back in the picture. He's still dealing with Brock again. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still not – we still don't know. We still don't know why Brock is so angry at – I, I still that irritates me. Like, why? Why is he still attacking him? Is Lesnar is a uh, who, is who cares at this him? point? Is he paying yeah. him money? Tell us. I want them to tell. Hey, come out and say, well, it was Paul Heyman the whole time. He paid me a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, well that makes sense. Why he's attacking him? But they won't tell us anything. They've gone so long without telling us that I don't even care anymore. Just get the match Heyman. at SummerSlam, get it over with, and let's move on. I don't even care at this point. Heyman's, Heyman's insurance policy in case. Reigns kicked him out, right? I mean, there's, there's got to be something, but you're right, Kale. I mean, at this point, people forgot that it even happened and why it happened and when it happened, you yeah. know? Uh, I hate that match. I, I don't want to do it again. I know we were going to, but I, I don't want to do it again. Um, one last time, Jeremy, just one last yeah, time. Yeah, well, in WWE fashion, it'll be three more times, probably. <laughs> um, but, but you know, and, and I guess the truth is, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking as we're talking, I feel kind of foolish because as slow as slow of a build as the whole bloodline thing has been, why would we expect something crazy to happen at Money in the Bank, right? Like, would we expect the solo turn against Roman that early? No. I mean, we're, do we get it at SummerSlam? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't think so. Big, Not yet. I, well, yeah. I mean, right. It could be longer. I mean, but what are you going to fill the time with until then? If it, say it's Survivor, it's going to happen at one of the big four, right? It's going to happen at SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Mania. Um, I can't imagine they would do that any other one. I don't I still know. Think, I mean, maybe they I still think they need to bring somebody else in. If they're going to prolong it anymore, they've got to have a different body in there to try to – kind of like when it was getting stale and Solo entered the picture. Well, there's yeah. there's plenty of more people in the Anawaii family that are wrestling yeah. that they can right. call up. Yeah, so, I, think that's what it, I think if they're going to extend this much longer, they're going to need to inject a new person in, in the storyline. Um, you or know, the give rock. them different opponents than Seth and Kevin. Like, don't 
let them feud with somebody yeah. else other than Sammy and KO every time. Yeah. One last thing I want to mention before I get off here, and this is um, how desperate did WWE look on Saturday <laughs> bringing Cena back <laughs> to announce that he wants WrestleMania in London? Seriously. All, like, all because, all because Tony Khan has a pay per view in London and sold, selling out Wembley Stadium, uh-huh. and absolutely. now, now WWE wants to come to London to do a WrestleMania. Stop I know it. We we were all texting Saturday, and some of you guys weren't watching it, so I didn't want to say it until we talked tonight. But if you don't think that that Vince and Triple H are paying attention to what they're doing, now you know they are one hundred percent. Because that's one of the most desperate things I've seen anybody do. Mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully. Like you bring back the biggest guy you got, and you say, try to get all the the crowd in your favor, get all the rub off of it you can. And and, and I I bet you before August twenty seventh they announced they're going to have WrestleMania in London. You wait and see. That'd be a quick turnaround. Well, they've just fired up the fans for AEW is all they did because they're about to have a big event there. I mean, it's going to be like the crowd. It was hot the other night. I mean, it, it was. It's gonna it was, be. It was awesome. Can you imagine seventy-five, eighty thousand? However many they end up selling, I think it's already. I think they've already given out that many tickets, and they're still. They've up when they've opened more seats in the upper yeah. deck. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's gonna be insane. Like it'll be a hundred thousand worth over. Like, can you imagine the pop? La Knight's got to win the title, right? The pop that he would get if he wins a. <laughs> oh. if, if he wins, I think – not Jeremy, wasn't, you weren't here. I don't know if you heard me, but I've kind of heard rumors of maybe him in theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, take the belt off of theory. I've done. I've been done with theory since Cena basically cut him down to yeah, – Theory and Dominic need to go to the same place. <laughs> I like just, theory. I'm a theory fan. I like theory. I think he's good at what he does. And here's the thing about it. You know, there's there was a documentary on – and we're, we're just chasing all kind of rabbits now, but – uh, there was a documentary about some of those wrestlers a few, I guess probably a few years ago. I just watched it a couple months ago. And that dude's a lot more experienced, a lot older than you really think he is. Like, mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time, and, and he's really good at what he does. Don't get me wrong. I, I just – he just doesn't have that – What you know, like, you want guys to have that. And I don't feel like he has that yet. He'll get there. You know, and there's been plenty of guys who, have, who, who I don't think have that, and, and they get it. L.A. Knight, think about him. He, it, it take, It's taken him a long time to have it. And he's huh. – He's reaping the benefits now. Yeah, and Vince didn't help him try to make him a uh, male model, you was, know, uh, management wasted, person. How long did he waste in that gimmick? Uh, six a months f- a year? A few months, well, yeah. Think about it, though. They gave it up quicker than you thought they would, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that's something they would waste a lot of time on. In the past. Thank you, but, Triple uh, H. I'm still yeah. waiting to get rid of I'm still waiting the Butch gimmick to go away so we can have Pete Dunn back. But yeah. He's basically Pete Dunn without the name. Like, I still – he they, the crowd in London. I thought it was awesome. They were chanting "Bruiser weight" <laughs> to yeah. be done. So I, I mean, just make the yeah, just make the change, just change it. I thought that you mentioned the crowd. I thought they were great. They they were giving Cody Rhodes the Roy Kent chant. I don't know you guys. Some of you watched Ted Lasso, but they they were doing the Roy Kent chant at Cody, which I thought. It, it, I think I've tweeted something about great. that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, like I said, all 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 around, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very good show. Exceeded my expectations, especially for a Saturday afternoon, two o'clock. Uh, I thought it was like I didn't think I'd be this way. I thought I would watch it and record it, or I think watch it later. But my wife was like, "Let's go eat," and I'm like, "You gotta wait. Like we're gonna finish this match." Um, <laughs> so, Jeremy, what? I got one last question for you before you go. Were, were there any five star matches 
<laughs> I just had to ask you. You sent me one in a text, by the way. Uh, it was it was four point eight stars. Um, I told you the lighting was wait, a little off. Wait, wait, we've got to hold for a second, Jeremy, because your your opponent in the uh, <laughs> fifty tables with barbed wire match is oh, here. Yes, yes. Uh, we need a, we need a rematch, fellas. You know, man, I really. I, I want you to know, Matt, how many times that I have shown people our clip from, from last week. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, we're going tape here, right? Like, we love each other, but it was, it was good. It was fun. I can't stand you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, I like KO, but you, yes. you're like a, you're like a coaching sloppy spare. I got to deal with you. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here. <laughs> Matt, Matt's here. Y'all. And, uh, Matt can take you home, guys, but have a great show. I'll be watching <laughs> and checking it out. So I got a long drive tomorrow, about 10 hours, so I'll listen into to the, to the podcast. Did I already let Jeremy out of here? I was just being playful, yeah. Jeremy. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I told him I, I'm, I really... only, I'm only here until Matt's here, and uh, and then I'm out. There's there's only room for one champ uh, in the promotion. So Well, you, uh, there's four because y'all four-way tied, so I'm I'm, I'm the only one out, out of the uh, loop here. I don't, you know, uh, we all go four and five, and you went two and seven or whatever. Man, I'm telling you, it was the it was like the opposites. Everything I picked went the other way almost. It was uh, it was bad. It was I'm gonna bad. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you about some baseball games for tomorrow, so I can uh, make a wager or two on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not showing off your belt today, Brett. No, <laughs> it was a rough. It was a rough week in the uh, in the pick'em world. Uh, I will I will say, um, but hey, honestly. To me, I would rather that than me just be able to pick them all correct and I know what's going to happen. We saw some surprises in that. I mean, as much as I hate to not win, but I do like that they surprised me, some things that I didn't expect yeah. to happen. And that, that to me, makes a good pay-per-view. And I think we all kind of agreed it was a pretty solid one. Yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. And, and to that end with Jeremy, I, like I was going back and making checking my picks because I know Jeremy actually had some decent insight, like the Shayna Baszler <laughs> insight in there. And and then I belittled him on a couple of the picks. So I, I was expecting to, to get a little come-to-Jesus commentary here. And yeah. it start out with kindness. That's like a coach right there. Just I, I, I mean – Listen, it's that reverse psychology, Matt. I'm just drawing. It's like it's like MJF and Adam Cole. I'm just drawing you in, drawing you in, and then I'll take your title from you at, at the next at all in. So uh, we'll see. Anyway, Matt, take him home, guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys later on. See you, Jamie. Y'all be good. Come back, man. Yep. See ya. All right, Matt. We've uh we we kind of went off and let Jeremy. Kind of give his take because he's only here for a little short time. He's on vacation. So we've currently um, we've discussed the the men's money in the bank, and we've discussed the tag team match for women. So you can go ahead and give us your thoughts on that, and we'll uh we'll just let you. Uh, well, well, I say that, and we scared <laughs> him off. Now we're back down to three. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I give my uh, thoughts on uh, the tag team? Go for it. Go for All it. Right. Um, well, it real quick, I don't have much to say about it, but all I'll say is it was a decent match, and I think this is WWE's way of giving the titles back to Raquel and Liv since they didn't really technically lose them since Liv got hurt. I think this is their way. Plus, Ronda's going back to the UFC. She gave WWE a hard date out where she said, "This I'm not working past this date. 
They'll do Ronda and Shayna at SummerSlam. Ronda will go off to UFC again. Shayna will go on to do whatever. And the tag team titles for the women still mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> as, as it's been for a while. See, we have a little bit of chaos because the, the Diggs Twins girls went 6-0 and in volleyball today. So it is a party atmosphere. Oh, yeah. East Plano. Okay. So it, all it right. Is. Shout out. Shout out. To yeah. You. It's awesome. Well, we're very happy about all of that. Who, who was coaching them? We know it wasn't you, Matt. Well, my, my wife is, you know, the better half is always the coach. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, first, first I was say think she'd probably be the pick'em champion. I was going <laughs> to say, did you let did Jeremy coach him? Because you know he's a pretty good coach. I, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you we, we define good a little bit different out there in, in Chapel Hill, from what <laughs> I hear. But you know, it's it it, it is uh, definitely appreciated, and and coaching is. By far, I can go off on a rant, the, one of the most thankless jobs. I mean, these are people who give their lives and, and dedicate and, and you know, then they have parents who want more and more and more and, and you know, and, and they give more and more and more, you know, per hour. It is ridiculous how uh, how little coaches are paid. So I have all the respect in the world for Jeremy and and, and that world of coaching. I, not, not to say that you two media spares up there don't, you know, deserve a little bit of love, too. But uh, uh, coaches definitely make the world go round. But back to wrestling uh, and, and some of the big picture ideas. I was shocked, but, you know, I, I've actually kind of avoided the dirt sheet. So I didn't know, KO, you're breaking news to me. I didn't know Rhonda's out. Welcome. So I thought Rhonda was just, you know, wanting to fight with her friend. And, and I didn't see that coming. I mean, that was just a clear no. wrestling match going on all of a sudden. Shayna Baszler with the forearm to the back out of nowhere. And I was cussing Jeremy the whole time. I wasn't <laughs> mad at the WWE. I was mad at Jeremy when that was happening. Uh, and just uh, so, you, you know, you were talking about you like to be surprised, Brett. And that surprised me. I did not see that one coming. I mean, even I would have even seen a clean loss coming before I would have saw uh, the turn coming. So uh, it maybe they in the middle of the match in the yeah. I, I mean, I would even saw the if, if maybe they lose and they were mad at each other and then they turn. But like in the middle of the match, you don't I mean, I don't think we've seen that recently in any matches that I can really remember where the person just turns on them in the middle of the match and just starts attacking, especially for a, a title that they that they were holding. That's just not really uh, something that happens all that often. And I know Shayna and, and Ronda don't necessarily have the greatest personalities in the world, but I really enjoyed the Monday segment between them two as well, just really building that up. I mean, it was weekly done, but at the same time, you can see that these, you know, Shayna has a chip on her shoulder. Ronda's been gifted some things, and they're at least developing some mid-card stories, and that's something we haven't seen the WWE do in a while that we've seen plenty of in AEW. So I'm giving them credit. You know, I, I see Brandon over there like, eh, he wasn't too impressed by that segment but well, getting yeah i talked about it before you came matt is my only my issue with it was that like because shane is the badass heel she's the badass heel, but Rhonda, like the fans hate her and she she just doesn't like she doesn't fit either way very good but at least as a heel she doesn't have to talk as much she can just beat up people and, but she doesn't well, you and you did say this they don't have great personalities, but Rhonda's personality is terrible, and she does it like, and so just it, it wasn't that part didn't work. But then, but I, I mean, I, I'm gonna enjoy the match with it, but I don't know if the build's gonna be great because, the, like you said, the personalities aren't very good. Well, Shana, Shana called out Rhonda about not having the good mic skills. She even <laughs> said something. She's like, "Hey, that just was a quiet. shoot." I, I did like, I did like that. 
I like that part. Shayna, I thought Shayna's promo on Monday was fantastic. It was one of yeah, the best Shayna Baszler. Was, it was. I don't believe Ronda. <laughs> no, it was. It was black and gold Shayna. That was that was that type of promo that she had. Ronda's terrible on the microphone. She has been terrible and will always be terrible on the microphone. That's just who crime. she is. Yeah, that's just who she is. So, I think Shayna is good enough on the microphone where she can where she can at least kind of carry this up to SummerSlam. Um, but I would. They really just need to have sneak attacks or something and less mic time to kind of build this up. Unless Shayna's cutting promos, it doesn't necessarily need to be Ronda, but Shayna definitely needs to cut promos and kind of keep that going. But that, if, if my if my math, math is right, and math is not a great uh, segment uh, thing of mine, that's going to be five at least five women's stories that are going to be going into SummerSlam. You're going to have, you know. Becky and, and Trish, thank you, Trish, uh, for helping to bring the mid-card to relevancy. You're going to have this, and then you have the three championships, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and uh, or, or the World, and whatever they're calling them these days, and the tag titles. Now, the tag titles will probably get SmackDown the day before uh, SummerSlam, because that's not fantastic. What about Bailey and, and EO? Is that going to be something they're, you know, they finally EO handcuffed Bailey, and we haven't gotten to that match yet. But that's another storyline that they could build on as well. They could. I mean, so that that's six legitimate stories, and that's about five more stories than the WWE has had pretty much all in the, hit the last year or so. So the, the mean, problem is, the problem is, and we're gonna have probably matches before this, before SummerSlam. So by the time we get to SummerSlam, these are gonna be rematches that we're seeing. <laughs> You mean, you mean WWE would do rematches, Kyle? <laughs> it's it's crazy, <laughs> I know, but it happens. Do you think that's the tag team variants? Yeah, they'll mix them together. They'll have you know these two versus these two, and then next week they'll can they up. coexist? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, well, we talked about the men's uh, money in the bank match first, Matt. You want to give us your take on on the victory of by by Damian Priest, which. Uh, Jeremy Another got angering point on, on me <laughs> as far as that goes. Uh, you know, I, I love – we talked about the crowd, and, and one thing I was going to be fascinated by seeing was the crowd's reaction to L.A. Night because, you know, in Wichita, Kansas, and Baltimore, Maryland, you're not necessarily getting the great crowd reactions, but London, they definitely give you the crowd reactions. L.A. Night is the megastar in London anyway. I mean, he was on fire. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's almost like he's now coming off as a tweener. You know, he he's kind of lost that edge, and he's, you know, kind of trying to – pander a little bit uh and, and i think that could be his downfall so i'll be you know fascinated by how that goes obviously the botch spot and and now we have a logan paul and and ricochet summer sl uh, slam match but that was brutal uh that spot in there uh but it, it, it was well done i mean the camera work i think at the end was great because you had la Knight about to do, do there and you almost had that keith lee kind of when all of a sudden they have the camera and keith lee comes up and you know you get that all of a sudden you see uh, Damian Priest hand come up and you don't see it coming. Uh, so I thought the camera work in telling that story was fantastic. Uh, it, it was a solid ladder match, but we're just getting to the point now. And it's kind of what we were talking about last week with our viral clip around there that ladder matches have gotten, you know, very predictable. And, uh, you know, so they have to find different ways to tell other stories. And I think they did a good job doing that. I mean, we had, we had several different stories told in this match. Uh, so overall, I was inter I was sports entertained by the uh, ladder in the mat, uh, money in the bank ladder match. But I was very mad that LA <clears throat> not to take it home. 
Well, and you have the we talked about a while ago the Ricochet and Logan Paul match, which they almost killed each other. There almost wasn't a match um, with that with the nasty spot in the tables, but um looks like that could that could be uh that could be that four point five star five star <laughs> match, uh Matt, that the WWE they don't have many people that that can do that, but those two might be able to get there. And you're talking about that spot. I wonder what it was originally planned to be because it almost looked like they wanted to jump off the ropes and they had to kind of recalibrate uh, on that. But you know, I, I think Logan Paul and Ricochet will be a heck of a match. It'll be one of those matches that we'll be talking about for a while. And and it gives Ricochet that kind of uh, flippity-flop guy who's got the big name and the big star to uh, tell that story with. So I'm going to be fascinated to see how this goes. Logan Paul is not the best storyteller in the world quite yet, but his performances continue to uh, be overachieving. I saw a uh, clip on TikTok about Logan Paul was talking about that Ricochet spot at Money in the Bank, and he said that what was supposed to happen is what Ricochet did was correct, but since they hit it different times, Ricochet, when he hit the top rope, it moved it away, so Logan Paul slipped off the top rope, and that's when he got caught, and so he was, and he said on his, this clip, he was like, I'm new at this. I don't know how to improvise. When stuff goes wrong, I don't know what to do. So he didn't know what to do at that point. And then he saw Ricochet still trying to set up for the Spanish fly. And he was like, oh, he's he's still going to try and send this. Okay. <laughs> and, and then that's when they went off the second rope. So I think r what Ricochet did was correct. But in him doing it, since they landed at different times, it knocked the rope away from Logan Paul. But I would have been more comfortable with them just aborting the move and just trying something different because – that was dangerous. But Logan Paul said no concussion, just some scrapes on his shoulder, so he's fine. Breaking two news is today to you. Matt, I'm not the breaking news guy. We're gonna, yeah, that's almost like you are you work at the news station, so maybe that's it's my gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next match, uh, we talked – I talked about this one. I thought that this match needed more time. Um, Gunther, Matt Riddle, because um, Riddle can work. I thought they might let the match go a little longer. It really, honestly, wasn't too much. I mean, Gunther pretty much dominated. I mean, middle real got a few spots in, but um, I thought this match might go a little longer. But the reason why it didn't was another one of those surprises. We had Drew McIntyre return. Supposedly still has no long-term extension on his contract, but he's returning and looks like he's going to be aiming to face Gunther at SummerSlam, it looks like, fellas. So, what do you guys think about the match, and then is, is McIntyre coming back? I thought the match was very good for what it was. Like you said, it wasn't. I think it wasn't long enough. Um, they couldn't kind of really get out of that first gear. I thought, but what Gunther did to end the match, chopping Riddle's hurt ankle, that just proves how strong his chop is for for Riddle. And like Cole said, I think he broke his ankle again. Um, so I, I liked the match. It was a good match. Um, Gunther, my problem, I love Drew McIntyre returning. I'm a big Drew McIntyre fan. My issue with this is what are you going to do? So if they face each other at SummerSlam, if you have Gunther and McIntyre at SummerSlam, it's probably it's McIntyre's return match, essentially. He's going to have a few warm-up matches to get there, but it's essentially his return match. So you have him lose on his comeback match? Like what's Then what's the point in sending him into that match? Because you're not going to take the belt off Gunther yet, are you? Or do you take it off Gunther now and let him go after the Universal Championship? So I think it's it's interesting to see what they're going to do with this whole feud, but I'm here for it. I think it's going to be a fantastic match when it happens. 
Just, I'm back to disagreeing with you, KO, because <laughs> I, I think if you look at the last six months and it, it even longer, but you know, more in Triple H's thing, WWE does not mind building someone up just to send it to the opponent. You know, you kind of see that with them, Cody getting Brock right after that. And, you know, I think you even see it with this. And I, and I think they're going to feed him Drew McIntyre because he's a big enough star. Who else are you going to feed? And, you know, who else is a believable person uh, for Gunther to fight? And there, there's really no one. So even as a loss, I don't think Drew McIntyre is going to win that match. And I, and I don't think that creates any sort of chasm in, in the WWE universe because you see this quite a bit these days. Now, maybe if they're going to start a trilogy, you might see a little bit of that, uh, but it would not expect, it would not surprise me at all to see him just feed him, just have a really good match. Because again, who, who else even saw That's that true. with John Cena and Austin theory, just that, you know, surely John Cena is going to win at WrestleMania. No, they're feeding him to Austin. No, 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 no. I was picking theory. I picked theory. We, I think, you know, yeah, we all picked theory. I think <laughs> As well, you should have, but I mean, at the same time, it's that it's that same kind of you know archetype of just creating a a big name for Gunther to fight to create interest for him, and I think he needs that. Okay, Brandon. But, I mean, I can see WWE like I mean, I, I could have seen WWE not even we even never even get a Drew McIntyre good match. They just brought Drew McIntyre back because they were in England and needed the pop, but but I think it will lead to a match. But but I could you know. In the past, if it was just Vince running things, you could just seen that. Hey, we just brought Drew in. He, they're never actually going to phase. We just brought him in for tonight. But uh, the match, the match itself, uh, between Riddle and Gunther was okay. Like I kind of like Kyle said, or, and you said too, Brett, is I thought there would be maybe a little longer. I thought there'd be more back and forth, but it was just a straight, you know, Gunther domination. And uh, I guess with bringing Drew back, you wanted to keep keep Gunther looking strong, which against Riddle he's going to. Also, why was Riddle? That is, you know, Kyle was talking about UFC earlier in Ronda. Well, Riddle looked like a UFC women's fighter with his with his yeah. hair. He had it. He had the UFC women's hair going. What was apparently up with that? that's what he used to do in MMA when he was wrestling. Oh, uh, he did. Uh, oh, he. That's how he he wore his hair apparently. then. Okay. Uh, I, I see I, that hairstyle a lot. My same thing. You know, most of the women's matches uh, fights in UFC have that hairstyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never see a. I never, never see like Conor McGregor with that. No. <laughs> I was very underwhelmed by the match personally. I mean, it was that kind of squash match that y'all were talking about. Uh, you know, it, I mean, it was a little I, it, seeing Gunther wrestle a submission style. I think gives him a look, another layer uh, to his character. But especially since Riddle had beaten you know Seth Rollins in the fight pit and, and showing that element a few um, you know maybe a year ago at this point. Uh, so. I, I, I think Gunther is a fantastic wrestler, but he's going to have to have people elevated to him because it's like that intercontinental uh, area. It's like the honky tonk man. You know, there's nobody, you know, he, he's, he's got to get up to that next level, but who's going to come up to his level to make him wrestle and, and make those stories relevant. And so I think Drew McIntyre is that guy and we'll find out what happens with that. All right. That, uh, we'll go to the next one here. And uh, we all got this one, right? We had, uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes versus Dirty Dominic Mysterio, Matt. We talked about this earlier. That was one of our uh, off-topic. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. They've added that uh, Dirty to the front of his name at the for the time being. Um, what's your thoughts on that? 
I mean, Dominic's, Dominic's bit is just getting booed. I mean, but he hasn't really put on a good match. I mean, I haven't seen him wrestle. You know, we talk about characters and, and how he's, like, got the red-hot heel. But at some point, he's got he's to mean something, you know. I mean, feeding him to Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, that really doesn't do much for him. And having him beat the, the LWO doesn't really help either. So his character development is stifling a little bit for me after getting out of the uh, – bad dad kind of a thing. And, and I even like the element that they put in the match, trying to say that he was in the tower of London for jaywalking. I, I, I kind of giggled about, you know, that element and the, I loved his prison stuff. You know, that stuff was, was comedy, but at the same time, does he want to be a comedy mid card act or does he want to be a legitimate star? And, and right now I just can't see him as a legitimate star. Cody had his lunch and it really wasn't anywhere close. So again, not a great match, kind of like the Omos and, I, that we're ta- talking about a little bit of Omos for you, KO. Uh, bring him back. Thanks. Maybe maybe Dominic should beat Omos to give give him a little credibility. <laughs> I don't know. Omos uh, versus Cody Rhodes at SummerSlam. There you Jeez. go. <laughs> Dirty Dom versus I want to see Dirty Dom versus Omos because you know that that'd be just a a good old classic uh, jobber match there. Uh, but again, there's nothing impressive, nothing that I'm going to remember. I couldn't even really remember much about the match other than Cody dominated and just won. So a little disappointing because where is the, where's the depth of uh, Dominic's character development? I'm not seeing it right now. And his, and his ring work isn't great either. Um, the, thing that, the thing that stood out to me about this match though, is like you said, even though it wasn't a great match is, it was. <laughs> I just saw the comment over here, and I got. I, I got this, this, you, Kyle. this is a. Uh, this is CM. <laughs> oh, Thanks, man. Corey. Uh, hey, man. But, uh, but yeah, like, like Matt, you know, even though the match wasn't great, the crowd. This is one of the times they were in it the most. I mean, the crowd was. You know, it was on fire all night, but it kind of died down for the Shayna match and the Riddle Gunther match, and it. Like for this match, it was going the whole time. You know, Jeremy mentioned earlier they did the Roy Kent thing for Cody. Uh, they were calling Dom all sorts of things. And, Dom is and, a wanker. Yeah, they just yeah, they just it, 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 uh, they're you know all sorts of obscenities at him and all everything. It was great, but uh, and then just and then, you know they do the Cody song and they were doing it in the match. They were doing it after you know it just it, I, the crowd was even though like Matt said it wasn't the great you know Dom doesn't put on a great match. But Cody helped make it a better match, and the crowd made it fun. You didn't get bored by it because, hey, these these guys are enjoying it. Let's let's see if I can enjoy it just a little bit. You know, you always have these things in your head when you when you go back and watch the podcast or, or think about the podcast. And and our our friend at that so dope reminded me of what I wanted to to, to share a little bit of a story with with with. K- I wish I would have said this last week, but you know, and, and it gets to my point about what a four point five star versus a five star match. You know, Ko is, is, is happy with his ten uh, with the Slothos, and then he goes fine, over man. to Thanksgiving with Kevin Owens because you know he's got Kevin Owens coming over for Thanksgiving, and he finds out the 10 with sloth toes has a, a twin sister without the sloth toes. And now he's starting to feel really bad because man, this is what I could have had if I went, you know, if I required perfection and now all of a sudden that 10 is really not a 10, it's maybe a nine or 9.5 because the identical twin with, without the sloth toes is a much more attractive person, which is the point I was trying to make. You can't have a 10 or a five star match unless it's perfect. I saw Dave Meltzer gave it six stars. Well, I don't even know what. Ah. 
Oh, man. Look, without with or without sloth toes, a 10 is a 10. Can I get an amen? Wait till you see the twin. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to feel let down when you see her twin sister without the sloth toes looking exactly the same. If she's got shoes on, I ain't got to see the sloth toes. So it doesn't matter. I mean, she's got to wear Crocs because her feet are so big as it is. You can't get shoes with extra, extra wide at that point. <laughs> hey, I, I wanted I, – Matt, you made me think of something when you said the LWO. Back in NXT, I loved Santos Escobar. Thought he was fantastic. He's still good in the ring, but (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) drunk ten is a solid force over. Amen. See, see. Um, But now with him with the LWO, he's very cringe to me, and I just I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Santos right now. I don't I don't like his I don't like his gimmick. I'm cool. It's cool the LWO's back together, but just the way he carries himself, I just don't like it. I want NXT Santos back with the the Legato del Fantasma and all that, the the entrance and all that. I'm just over the LWO Santos thing, but that just Well, they're selling out. a ton of merchandise, so you're not going probably going to see it go anywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, but they uh, that's that's the unfortunate thing is they don't have I mean, it could be Escobar, but they don't have anybody that's like gonna go win a belt or like they need some kind of legitimacy to continue to have the a stable. I mean, at some point, what are you together for if you're not trying to win a belt? You just you know yeah. fighting with everybody and losing every time. I mean, it, it yeah. Or you're like the brawling brutes and you're fighting with everybody and you're winning some, but you're still not doing anything. You're yeah. just kind of running in place. Yeah, that's true. Um, this we talked a little bit about the was well, not really the next. Well, it kind of was a match, I guess. It ended up being John Cena's appearance. Matt, let, we we kind of gave our thoughts a while ago about them WWE being them listening and watching AEW and kind of making a decision to send John Cena over and pump up WrestleMania in London. Uh, got the fans all fired up. Uh, what do you think about this move by WWE? I, I enjoyed the promo, and I, I was a little mad because I was in D.C. this past weekend seeing some family. And on Monday, I, we're driving back to the airport, and their sports radio actually spoiled this for me. You know, like they were just doing their little ticker or whatever, and they're like, you know, and it, because they're, because Raw was in Baltimore, so they were they were kind of hyping that up, and they're like, John Cena came back into Money in the Bank, and Seth, and I'm like turning off the radio real quick <laughs> as I'm getting everything spoiled for me. Uh, but that John Cena thing was, was a flat out fun you know I, I really enjoyed it even though he really had nothing to say and you know he was just getting kind of cheap heat or kind of the Mick Foley going out there and, and saying the right things uh, as far as that goes but I mean I would love to see Wrestlemania with that kind of crowd in you know Wembley or whatever but as we've seen quite a few times when you go into the big stadium I'm going to be very interested to see how All In does because of this it does overwhelm I mean you don't get the crazy audiences when you have 80,000 there so can England give us that craziness in you know times 4 times 5 with that kind of crowd and I'll be fi- I'll be fascinated to find out with All In what that sounds like yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I just think it's kind of, you know, hey, let's let's take advantage of them doing something over there and let's let's try to get the crowd fired up about us coming over. Um and we're and we're talking like biggest sales, biggest gate type uh numbers. 
um, that All In's trying to do. I think they've they're already. I think at number two. Uh, I think WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, I think, is right now the the leading one. But um, it'll be interesting to see when it all said and done, what the attendance numbers look like, what the the gross number of sales. And then you've got turnaround and a week later and you have all out. So uh, I don't know that I like I like the fact they're going over there, but that's too close together. AEW has their stuff spread out and they're going to have to try to come up with two really good cards back to back. I mean, you, you can't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say this, but we have a bunch of rematches. I hope not, because I mean that's only that's not very much time to to build anything unless you just have so many builds that you have two pay per views worth of storylines. And then which ones do you put at all in? Which ones do you put it all out? Is is all is all out the Collision crew? Is all in the Dynamite crew? I mean, is that going to start being a thing where they even split the the shows like that? I don't know. I think. Some elements of it, but not the whole show. But I think I did hear that Collision is going to be more of the second one. Uh, yeah, because it's in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> of course that would make sense with CM Punk being on Collision. So, and and that'll be fascinating to find out how that booking goes. Because, like you said, Brett, I think you gave very. You know, like WrestleMania is now two nights. So if they kind of book it like that kind of a thing where they're going to do half and half, but I think a lot of the England fans will be upset if they don't get to see the big names that they want to see. So how do they work that out? It'll be, it'll be a fun build over the next uh, couple of weeks, especially since we're seeing blood and guts coming up and all kinds of other things that you're seeing in the build to that, uh, as far as that goes. So, uh, AEW has a great opportunity to take that next step, but we're going to have to see some prime storytelling to make that happen. And some and, and some five star matches, or six star matches, as <laughs> as the case may be. Um, real real quick, my thoughts on the Cena thing is like if it was just you know because at first I thought you know was, hey just try to get the WrestleMania over it, and that's probably what it was, and I was like I'm not really interested in it, but Cena you know, but I like that they brought Grayson Waller out. And it gave me, I don't know if I'll ever get it, but it made me want a Grayson Waller-John Cena match. Because like, I, even before that, I, like you know, that, that could be the next, if John Cena's ever going to have a match, that's a guy to put over. Because I like Grayson Waller. I know a lot of people don't, and I get why. But I like Grayson Waller, and I would love to see him in a feud with John Cena. And I like that part of the promo, not just seeing out there by himself. I kind of like the, the Grayson Waller coming out there and saying Australia is better, and you know, that added a little more to well, it. You do have SummerSlam coming up, Brandon. Could you see Cena at SummerSlam? I know he. I don't he, think Cena's going to be at Summer. I think that was a one-off. Yeah, I think it was a one-off, but it, but, but I think it's more likely that if we got it, it would be them two in London next year. Cena was already in London shooting something for a movie yeah. or something, so that's yeah, why he showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you though. I'm a Grayson Waller fan. I like Grayson Waller. I, I can't really stay in the Grayson Waller effect segments. Um, we get a lot of it now. Well, that's all we get. He hadn't been in the ring, um, and that's another issue I have. But then I found out that he had broken he just, his ankle or broken his leg cleared. or something. Yeah, he so just, yeah, now he can probably get in the ring. But I, I'm I'm with you, Brandon. I want to see a, a Grayson Waller. I think Cena could do the same thing for Waller that he did with Theory, kind of put him over in a big time spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I would be down to see it. I just don't think we get it at SummerSlam. I don't think Cena's wrestling at SummerSlam. 
but theory has been just so irrelevant lately. I know, I know, Ko, you're just pining for that Grayson Waller versus Bronson Reed mid card <laughs> of the year kind of feud right there. But uh, really, Austin Theory has just become next to irrelevant, and you know, I, I'm worried they're going to continue to do this because what you see on these big four cards, and and especially in England and other things, that they're really trying to build up the Cody versus Brock and who, maybe Roman versus Jay or whatever we're going to end up seeing. And those little, the little guys like the even Austin Theory just kind of completely get overwhelmed. So, you know, how can you make Austin Theory relevant when you can't, you know, or how are you going to make Grayson Waller relevant when you have a title on a guy that can't, can't, can't even see a card these days? Can't even oh, see. So you've got, you've got two mid card titles and then they're, but they're not the same level of title right now. Right. You've got, you got Gunther where you see him as right below Rollins and Reigns, like right there. And then way down here, you've got Theory right now. The only way he wins a match is if he cheats. That still bothers me that they've yet to try to get him. Like, if you're going to make him a heel, at some point you've got to stand on your own and win. Are you? To me, it's just a job. Like, every time – like, that's the thing that think that they have done with MJF too much. He does those shenanigans. and Oh, he won again, shenanigans. Let him win clean. Give him some kind of at least win every once in a while. I mean, I don't mind the shenanigans – here and there because he's a heel like they do that but like every single time we have a match the only way theory was ever won a match i think is cheating yeah, yeah and that becomes a problem i mean you think about 90s wrestling and rick flair he, he would go out there and he would beat you know the mid-card guys on you know wcw saturday night or the power hour but he'd have to cheat to beat sting or luger or some of those bigger names but you know he would still go out there and win on a regular basis and you know on on the other card they 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 need to build austin theory up but at the same time are you interested in austin theory versus escobar in a eight minute decent match on smackdown i don't think there's much ratings on that either so kind of a no-win situation with that yeah all right, the next matchup is the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, this one was outstanding as well. Um, you had all kinds of storylines we talked about coming into this match. You had, you know, we had the the tr- thank you Trish set stuff. You had Zoe Stark there. Can they get along? You had Becky Lynch and and them two into it. Is Bailey going to turn on Io? Is Io going to turn on Bailey? Um, lots of storylines there. Then you had. Where Selena Vega thrown in there, which is kind of random, but um, you had to have somebody else in the match. Um, but it was very interesting the way they kind of they they did some storytelling in the match back and forth. Um, you had them separate off, but the end guys, the creativity of that of of doing the handcuff early in the match, and then that actually coming. I I knew when they didn't cuff it, I was like, that's they're gonna somehow use that handcuff some point later in the match. But then I was thinking maybe handcuffed to the ladder, but no, they handcuffed Becky and Bailey together and EO goes over the top of them both. I love the finish. I think it's one of the more creative finishes to a ladder match that I've seen in a while. We talked about kind of how do you win a ladder match? There's, you know, usually the men's way is what they usually have. You have a guy climbs up and he's up there and then the guy, the last guy knocks him over or he takes him out and then he, the other one wins. This was very creative uh, for WWE standards as far as the ladder matches go. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, of course, let's see, we had Kyle and Brandon both had EO. So you two, 
uh, picked the winner there. What, how, what's your thoughts on EO taking this, and where do y'all see her going with it? How, how many right answers were there, Matt? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you, you got the, and, I, and I was mad at you about that one, too, what, when that match was going on. I, well. I didn't know you were – I didn't know you were – and I, I, I shouldn't – I didn't know you weren't watching it. I, I didn't think about that. You should have <laughs> muted me like I used to mute Kyle when uh, – <laughs> Man. But yeah, I, I had to give you a hard time about that. And uh, no, I, I love the match, uh, you know, because I, I, you know, I kept notes. I had So one of my first notes was, it'd been interesting to see what happened if Becky got handcuffed. Little did I know it would come back into play later where she actually did get handcuffed and, and, uh, at the end of the match. And then uh, the code red by Zelina, mm. was, that was that was awesome. Oof, and then yeah. uh, the the... the then when EO was about to win and Bailey cost her set up set up later, you know, Bailey cost EO first. She she kind of turned on EO and then later EO was able to get her back to win. That was very uh just I loved how they set just everything in this match, they used everything. There was good spots, they told great stories, you know, they, they told stories between uh, Becky, Zoe, and Trish. They told stories between Becky and Bailey. They told stories between Bailey and EO. They told stories everywhere. And then Zelina, like you said, they had to ever, she just kind of ran around and did cool moves and it added to the match. But, you know, there were just so many. Uh, I, I thought it was a, might have been, that might have been the best women's event event match we've had. Uh, that, you know, we haven't had many. Was it five now, I think? And, uh, and we had that two in the one year, so maybe six. But this was one of the better ones. And, not only was it a good match, but it built stories that they can, you know, like we said earlier, we have maybe six women's stories right now, and hey, three Brandon, or four of them came from, so, from this match. So, Brandon, out of this, uh, you had EO. Does EO go after Asuka now? Do you set the two Japanese women up for a match at SummerSlam or or later on the line? Do you think she goes after her? Is that the is that the story? I mean, I don't – if you're looking at them, I think that's the more logical. Do, do you even see her having a chance at Rhea Ripley? I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I hate, I, I hate going to do just the EO Oscar because that, because that seems like a cop out. Yeah, I, we just haven't seen them go at it really. They kind of kept them separate this whole time, really. So she's just not a very believable star as, as a champion yet. And I think you see with these WWE over the last couple of years that when you're not a believable champion, they either fail your cash in or you go get, get a mid card belt or, or, or something. Maybe EO goes to NXT and, and, and try, you know, like, ah, I, I do better over there. She's getting closer. She is getting closer to that. But I mean, you, you see Rhea, she's not at that level. And then you see, you got Bianca Flair and Oscar going at it over there. She's not at that level so where does she really fit in but the great thing with the money in the bank is the you can hold it for six months a year if you need it uh, and we talked about last week that the women's title doesn't really get held very much uh or doesn't get you you know she could maybe go to wrestlemania with it so maybe we'll see something uh with it to that end and you can just build up the bailey match and 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 do some things uh you're right brandon i mean they told some decent stories but Match quality, I was a little bit underwhelmed, other than Becky and Trish. I think they really went at it, and Trish took a couple of big spots there. Uh, but the rest of the match, I mean, I, I was kind of underwhelmed by it. Uh, but, again, I, I get with ladder matches, you, you know, you can't always have these 
spotacular five star matches when it comes to that. If you're Jeremy, you can, but you know, for the rest they of us, they didn't bring uh, out the fire tables and with barbed wire. They they did not bring out the the barbed wire fire table uh, with the uh, firework on the super kicks going on, uh, but you know with these people the story needed to be there and, and you're absolutely right, Brandon, that they told the story. So as far as storytelling goes in a match, it was up there, but match quality, eh, I was a little underwhelmed. Did you like the way it finished though? Yeah. Or- like you said, create creative way of, of doing that there. Uh, and, but again, I was mad that EO sky won because y'all picked it and I was, you know, I, no, I was with you. Sorry. You should have went away from anything that I picked. You should have went opposite this pay-per-view man. Sorry. But uh, I was a little disappointed that Becky didn't win because I think they could have done more with that. But I get, I get that the money in the bank is is meant to build stars, and that's a good chance to build EO. So we'll find out how they do with it. Uh, kind of like what we'll talk about with the uh, bl- the bloodline payoff. It's, it's going to be the payoff that really matters uh, with this. So how do they pay off EO? That will determine the quality of, of things retrospectively for me. But uh, her as a w- winner, I said it last week, I'm just a little curious by it. Right. I, I love the match. I thought it was great. I'm with Brandon. I thought it was probably the best women's money in the bank match that we've had. Um, I, I don't think Becky needed to win because Becky and see exactly. I don't think <laughs> Becky needed to win because, um, she can get a title shot anytime she wants. She's Becky Lynch. She doesn't need a money in the bank briefcase. She's like, she's like Charlotte Flair. She can just walk she, in and say, Hey, I she's want like to Charlotte. Yeah. I want a match. She, she, Becky can do that. So, um, I, I I'm glad EO won it. I've, I think they did a lot to further the storyline and the breakup eventually between Bailey and EO. Um, and I think that's our SummerSlam match, Bailey and EO at SummerSlam, probably some kind of stipulation. If I'm is, guessing. It for the, is it for the money in the bank case? Mm, I, may, maybe that may be the stipulation. I didn't think about that. That may be the stipulation the because case on the line there. And yeah, uh, maybe because in Bailey's mind, EO cost her the briefcase. So, but then, EO can say, well, you nearly cost me the briefcase by pushing the ladder over. So well, let's let's put it back up on top and have a ladders match or a table TLC. I don't know. Could. Yeah, it could. I but I know I, I do think we're getting Bailey and EO at SummerSlam, and I'm okay with that. Um I thought the match was great. I was surprised Trish took the bumps that she took. Uh I did not that that manhandle slam on the ladder looked rough. That looked Ooh. super vicious. Um then that code red by Zelina. Uh, I'm glad Zoe didn't break her neck. She, I mean, if her neck would have got caught in that, oh man. Anyway, um, it was, it was a fantastic spot. I'm over, I guess I'm just over LWO in general because I'm kind of over Zelina using her chancla. Like let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's stop with that. That's kind of ridiculous. We're on top. I'm, I'm just inches away from grabbing a briefcase. I could change my life. Let me grab this flip flop out of my back pocket <laughs> and start beating you over the head. What with you want to hit somebody with, right? Cause it, like, come cause on, that, man. Does that hurt any worse than just slapping somebody? I mean, you ask some some Latino kids; they have trauma from the from the chonklas, But that's a mama strength. That ain't a wrestler strength. It's different. Um, I, but I'm kind of over that. So overall, though, I thought it was a really good match. Best uh, women's money in the bank match that I think uh, I've ever seen. Um, and I think the right winner came out, and I'm excited to see what they do to further the story. Look at Ko being culturally relevant in his analysis. I, I like I like my guy. Go. I'm, look, I'm very cultured here, Matt. I'm very cultured. I got I've tapped into every community. He's got his LWO shirt on underneath that one. So <laughs> he's ready to go. All With right, the Canada background on it. 
Um, next matchup, World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Seth Rollins over Finn Balor. Um, and another one that I, I was with Jeremy on this one. You guys all had had Seth winning. I knew once I lost the LA Knight, because we kind of talked about where we thought it was going with if Damian Priest won, then probably he was going to come out and cause some kind of something with the Either he was going to try to cash in or he was going to be out there and interfere. Or, and he and he was. He he kind of distracted Finn there. Finn, he kind of, you know, acted like he was going to run the ring. Finn looked at him like, what are you doing? It's the latest coup de grace. Can, can I just say, I'm yeah. sick of all that. I'm sick of all that from everybody. It makes the people in the ring look like complete and total buffoons. Like, <laughs> who cares if he stands up? Finish the match. <laughs> Deal with that afterwards. It kills me every time these people are on the top they, rope. They fall and somebody every stands time. up. If somebody stands up on the apron, they look and just stop what they're doing. Just do the move. Then deal with it. Because you know what's about to happen. He does that. It's like, okay, you're going to jump, and he's going to either he's going to roll out of the way or stick knees up or something. Yeah. That anyway. Sorry. No, you're good. I I I totally agree (laughs) with you. It's like, it's like what's what is their IQ? Like it's like it's like the whole thing when someone runs out. Like why do you go worry about them? Worry about the match. Focus on what's going on. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So, but I knew whenever I got the. Had LA Knight didn't win, I was like, oh, crap, I'm probably in trouble here because Seth Rollins is about to win. I thought we might all, and I don't know how we'd have scored this, I kind of thought, well, maybe Damian Priest, you know, he they both are out. He cashes in and makes it a triple threat, and he pins somebody, and then he wins that match, and then no one would have been correct. I wouldn't have been surprised if that would have happened. Jeremy should have got double points if that would have happened. Yeah, we wanted to see that happen, so I yeah. would give him that extra credit point that you wanted to give Brandon from a from Forbidden Door. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I overall I thought the match was was solid. Um, uh, Rollins and and Finn can both go. Um, there were some cool spots in there, but I mean it was kind of predictable once the other match happened to me. I was I was very concerned at that point. I was like, that's when I knew my uh, my night when it started off that badly. I knew it was going to be a rough one. Um, did not expect the ending match to go the way, which we're going to talk about that next. But I knew the my night was going to be rough. But I thought the match in itself, though, fantastic match. I wish it would have ended without the Damian Priest thing. I didn't. I didn't like that part of it. But you know, either way, Seth Rollins retains. What do you guys think? I actually disagree a little bit. I I was actually kind of underwhelmed with this match. Like I think it's a more too like I maybe have. Set- too high of expectations or such high expectations for a Seth and Finn match. I expect it you know, most time when they're in there together, it's great. But now, you know, I just this time I, I thought I actually thought it was a bottom half match on the card. I mean, I don't think it was, you know, well, it's definitely not as good as the main event and it wasn't as good as the two money in the bank matches. And then, so then it's right there, it's right there in the middle with, with some of the others, but I, I, I just, I thought this was about probably, Probably about the same as Cody and Dom, you know. It's weird because it was Seth and uh, Seth and Finn, but the the only you know the the best part of it I thought was the ending with you know the Dom and Finn tease, and then and how they carried that over on Monday. But but the match itself kind of actually underwhelmed me, uh, I guess considering who was in there. And you compared that to the Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio, Brandon. That's like I, look, I, I'm I'm with him. I'm with him. I think I don't. I I was very underwhelmed with the match as well. Um. Especially with the build, how they said, um, you know, this match is seven years in the making, Finn Balor coming back, blah, blah, blah. It didn't feel, it didn't have that big fight feel to me. 
And it could have been I was turned off after listening to the woes from Seth Rollins for five <laughs> minutes straight. That could have been part of it. Um, but I, I, I'm like, Brandon, I was expecting a little more between the two. Seth and Finn are fantastic in the ring, and they're they're great together. And the, I thought the build up to the match was pretty decent. But the match was just underwhelming to me. I I, I feel like it could have been – I don't think it deserved the um, lead-in spot to the main event. I think you could have put that, you know, after the, the women's tag team match. And I would have been cool with it being in that area. But underwhelmed with the match. Figured Seth was going to win. That It was predictable. Um, I'm interested to see – it would have been interesting. For a brief second, I thought that Finn was going to – after the two coup de grace on, on Seth and then he got in the ring, I thought he was about to pin him and then Damian was going to cash in on Finn. I was like, oh, okay, now we're going to have a little – but um, when that didn't happen, I figured Seth had it and it, it, it was predictable and I was a little underwhelmed. If you'll allow me to put my professor hat on for a second, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching right here. Uh, there's a theory in psychology called adaptation level theory, and it's also referred to as the hedonic treadmill. And it, it kind of explains why we as a society uh, take things for granted ultimately. You know, it, you, we, we get used to things. You know, we, we're all used to cell phones. You know, cell phones 50 years ago, ooh, big, this would be huge. But we're just all, we're all used to it, and we all take it for granted as far as that goes. And you two kind of sound like like that kind of, you know, with, with Finn and with Finn and uh, uh, Seth, that you just kind of take their quality of matches for granted because you're used to it and you needed something else. You needed a little bit of a more of a stimulus. You needed a cage match. You needed, you know, a false count anywhere match. You needed something to entertain, to sports entertain you more than just a regular wrestling match. But to this end, I actually agree with you. And I think the WWE needs to understand that and needs to understand how to kind of push boundaries because in a lot of trilogies, you see that kind of that first match being regular. The second match going on is, you know, what it, you know, may, maybe a, a a fight, you know, and then the third match is, is the blow off kind of match. There's nothing here. It's just a nice wrestling match. It's kind of the same thing with Seth and uh, AJ Styles from from uh, Night of Champions. It, it was going to be a good match, but you, you you're just waiting for a little bit more. And uh, at least we got a little bit of a story with the Judgment Day uh, dissolution happening as part of that, but. Uh, three star match, but you know that's we, we want more. I think I would have given it two and a half, but I was gonna say two. Yeah, I, I I mean I didn't think it was the greatest, but I thought it was a solid match for them. I enjoyed it, but you didn't think we'd Very... all be this against it, did you? I, I did not. <laughs> I didn't. But honestly, uh, I when you compared it to Mysterio Roads, that's just I think that's too low. I mean, that's I mean if you if you're gonna pick a match to see. You're telling me you would have picked to watch Dirty Dom go against Cody Rhodes versus No. I would have chosen Finn and Seth. Yeah, yeah, but but afterwards I like there wasn't, you know, I felt but, the same way after both of them. I yeah, I wouldn't want like, to go watch okay. either one of them back. Well, at least you know who you knew that you didn't know the outcomes certainly in that one. I mean, at least at least you could have seen Finn win. You know Dom wasn't winning, so that I mean to me that's a bathroom break match to me. Dom could have Dom could have won with interference from Brock. Uh, I don't know that they would. I don't know that they'd still do that. Make they say that for Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they they maybe with some wrestlers, but not Dominic Mysterio. I don't think they're going to have Cody Rhodes lose to him. I mean, Professor, what was what was that theory you said? Adaptation level theory. Adaptation level theory. Okay, the ATL like Austin Theory. I like it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> eight down. <down. laughs> oh my. 
Okay. Well, I think we're all well, probably... you're okay with sloth toes, KO. You know, used <laughs> to it. And, you know, it's just your new normal, but I think we're all gonna agree uh that the next match was incredible match of the night. We you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give the floor though, first off, to the professor here is He's the only one that went was brave enough that went with the Usos. So, I wanted uh, to switch to the Usos so bad, but Friday night after SmackDown, I almost texted the group and I was almost said, "Hey, I'm changing my pick to the Usos." Because after Friday, I felt the same way as Matt did. But Professor, please take yeah. the floor. You almost felt like I know, that, huh? I know, I know. I mean, it, it it was what it was, and 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 when you have these kind of family situations where they're all telling the stories within the family, Roman's not gonna you know hate putting over his cousins. I mean, you know, you just kind of saw that coming, and and the storyline is it's fascinating. It continues to be fascinating, and you even have a little bit of dissension the way they built it. You know, if we're gonna see Jay against uh, Roman at SummerSlam, or you know maybe Jimmy gets jealous. Who knows what ultimately goes with that. Very much like the uh, AEW five-star match, uh, I was a little bit turned off at all of the super finishers and kicking out <laughs> of all of those kind of things. At some point, a finisher has to be a finisher. There was that like one scene where there was, you know, the, the there was a, a Superman punch and he hits the ropes and you know he does a super kick and then we have another like, <laughs> yeah. At what point are we just all gonna die? You know, <laughs> as far as it goes. But I get if we're suspending disbelief that that is part of the. Uh, joy of it but in, in 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 many ways it was kind of a squash match for a while i mean the usos just got no offense for about 20 to 30 minutes it felt like at, at times so uh i again with these matches i'm more impressed by the storytelling than the actual quality of the match uh but the story again just continues to captivate me now they left 55 minutes i remember looking at the the little timer and there's 55 minutes left and they're just starting out and i was like well they're gonna spend 15 minutes coming out but they told the story i mean they had a good 40 minute match but the the match it, it kind of drug on it for a little while so match quality a little underwhelmed storyline five stars for the story i thought i think it was a typical roman reigns match at the beginning that's how roman's matches are they're very slow very methodical and he's kind of picking apart the opponent um, I think that's just kind of what you come to expect out of a Roman Reigns match. He's going to he's gonna start out slow, but once it catches that next gear, it really picks up. Um, I'm with you. The storyline is I'm, I'm still intrigued. This is the best thing on TV, I think, on, on either brand, WWE or AEW. I think this is the best storyline going on TV, period. Um, the payoff is going to be that we kind of got a payoff this, this past weekend with Jay pinning Roman for the first time in three and a half years. Um, I think the problem with that is now whoever takes the title off of Roman, if it's not Jay, if if Cody takes the title, it's lessened a little bit because now Roman's already been pinned. If you're going to do it, do both at the same time. Have the pin streak go away and the title streak go away at the same time, not not separate. I don't like them separating it. But um, other than that, I think it was a fantastic match. It was it was what we expected. They're all they're all family. They're going to work well together in the ring. Um, I, I kind of I kind of expected Solo to be a little more. Um, I don't know how to put it. Kind of I thought we'd see Roman and Solo clash a little more. When at the end of the match, when Roman was in disbelief, Solo just 
flipped the switch and went to another gear was like i'll handle this myself like i'll just do it um so that was kind of a surprise to me but i think it was the right outcome like i said after watching smackdown friday i wanted to change my pick because the vibe on friday night was just like the usos are gonna win and roman's getting pinned so um interested to see what they do at SummerSlam. i think we get roman and jay for the title at SummerSlam, but i don't think roman loses the title at SummerSlam. i don't think he loses it to jay at SummerSlam, I think there's another layer that we're going to get at SummerSlam, but that's my prediction early. Uh, I, I thought this was uh, – both of y'all made great points, and I agree with a lot of it too. And uh, I thought this was pure cinema. And like like Matt and Kyle said, not just not the match part, just, you know, the match is another match. But the story that they told inside of it made it seem like the coolest match ever because – Everything had you kind of hanging and just like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And, you know, like Matt said, yeah, sometimes those super, all the all the moves and the false finishes stuff get a little too much. But the way that the story they told with it is, you know, the Romans stacking them up and then they kick it out. And like, because Solo like left the ring, like, oh, it's over. You know, they did this cool, you know, the, the, the Samoan spike into the spear, into the, you know, stack them up. It's over. And then that, that, and then the, the then the one where Jay was done, and not only does he kick, well, he gets out, but he low blows them too, like the the accidental low blow in it. The same it thing, every- the same thing Roman did to Jay back yeah. in Clash of the uh, Clash of, or Night of Champions in 2020 yeah. or something like that. Exactly. Same exact so, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, this is the, one of the first times where you know WWE's called back on stuff from multiple years, and just that. I mean, this is the best story they've maybe ever told. And, you know, I was actually kind of shocked that Roman hadn't lost since uh, – it hadn't been pinned since December uh, 2019. You know, like, you watch it every week, but you don't don't realize it. But like you said, Kyle, is like, hey, you don't know if you would have had it done. But now, having done that – because earlier, you know, Jeremy was saying about maybe not believing Jay as a, you know, a champion or whatever. But at least now you – they give you that, like, hey, he's beaten Roman. Mm. He, He can do it, whether he does it or not. But like you said, you wanted it to be the first time, or at least now we have that kind of sense of Jay could yeah. do it. And then one more, one more thing, we talk about songs and stuff. I loved afterwards the crowd singing the Uso song, and yeah. like, and it kind of got to Jay and Jimmy, like they, it, it like kind of choked them up. Like it was like they just won, they like they just won the title at WrestleMania. That's why I don't know if one of them would be the one to beat Roman because this seemed like their title match. That, that seemed like their universal championship on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon is like, that seemed like their Super Bowl and that, that, that might be their, their moment where it could be someone else that eventually takes it from Roman. Well, and, and the last person to pin Roman Reigns is our friend, the lone wolf Baron Corbin, which is, <laughs> it shows how far Roman Reigns has come in the last three and a half years and how far Baron Corbin has fallen <laughs> to bum ass Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and my, Y'all, y'all are dead on correct. I mean, this, this, the story in this is intriguing to me. I, I kind of the main reason why I thought maybe the uh, that Roman would win this one is I thought maybe they would pay off the win at SummerSlam. Now, I almost expect somebody they then at this point we talked a little bit about this earlier. They need to interject a new body in this storyline if they're going to continue it because you can only have this match back and forth. Yeah, they're going to have Jay and Roman probably now, which you can do that now. Okay, now he's beat him. Right-hand man's going to challenge the the head of the table. 
Uh, I'm interested in this travel court tomorrow night. I'm, I'm really in. I'm I'm excited yeah, about watching that. Who's going to show up? Is, yeah. is uh the Rock going to show up? I doubt it. Doubt it. But somebody, um, you could have Rikishi show up. You could have, you could have several people show up. That's part of the Sika. They yeah. could show up. So, so is somebody going to show up to add something as far as to fuel this? Because if they could add a, a body here and keep adding people, they could continue to tell this if they can add bodies and have reasons to. And I said this earlier, Matt, I think if I was booking this, eventually Solo turns on Roman and we get Solo Roman and Solo goes over because I think they've done such a good job of building him and and kind of Jay and Matt hinted or not Jay, Jay and Matt Jay and Jimmy hinted it the other night they said that he was their travel chief so they've kind of already hinted and and he kind of gave Solo was looking around and he kind of you know they kind of dropped that hint will that be what happens is Solo finally he's the one to, to beat Roman and he's now the, they kind of form a new bloodline. Maybe they go on a, they turn face for a little bit. Roman takes a break and you know, he has a little title run. So I don't know. It, it they've got lots of things they can do. That's where I think it's going. I think solo, if it's me, they've built solo. He's, he has only lost a, maybe a hand, maybe once or twice since he's moved to the main roster, they've really given him a high push. Uh, they've that Samoan spike. They've really protected that. Um, and so I think that's where we're going. Now they they did in this match. I know why you're frowning, Matt, because he did they did kick out with the spear and the Samoan spike. I said they protected it pretty well, but I mean as far as overall, nothing was protected in this match. It it was one of your favorite matches with all the finishers. You loved that, I know. But all finishers left and right. Yeah, but they have overall when you got hit with a Samoan spike, you hadn't got up too often. So I mean. You know, in this kind of match, it's you know, your adrenaline's pumping. You're you're within your family. Anything goes. You know, I mean, you can get hit with stuff, and you just you like Hulk up and you know keep fighting. I mean, it's just one of those things. But that's that's where I think it's going. I think it's going to be end up being uh, end up being Solo that as, at some point takes the belt off Roman. I think Roman would love to do that for him, and and you know, especially putting somebody over in his family. I think that would be a way to elevate him and kind of Roman. And then at that point, maybe steps back and takes some break. And because Roman's still Roman, he doesn't at this point, he doesn't need the belts. I mean, yeah, he's had it for this long. He'll have his little streak, but even if he loses it, he's won how many matches in the last three and a half years without losing one. I mean, that's, I mean, Eight. You know, I mean he's not wrestling very much, no, no, but he's still, I mean, it's still, you if you if you have eight matches a year and you still haven't lost, that's a pretty good streak to go on. I mean, you know, you're mentioning how they've been selling the Samoan spike. Even Rich Holland was still selling it coming out with the with the Butch for the brawling brutes. As far as that goes, uh, see, I, I I've mentioned this before, and I disagree with. I think everybody, as far as this goes, and I'll stand on this like I'll stand on Bronson Reed. I'm not sold on Solo. I'm just not. And he's really taken some L's over the last. You know, you you said he hasn't been, but I mean, you he lost. They lost to KO and uh, Sammy, and he lost to Cody getting into that other build. So, I mean, he's not been this untouchable person who, you know, he's been losing pretty much, and and, he, and they've kind of moved him away from, you know, 
squashing people on Raw these days. So, uh, you know, I think he's a little bit on a losing streak as, as far as my memory goes. Uh, but, you know, again, who, who's going to take it, you know, and, and how it works? I don't think it's going to be Solo, uh, but it, it'll be somebody. And, and I trust the WWE with the storyline. You, you trust them? I don't trust WWE <laughs> with the storyline, but they've done a good job so far. Um, Three I, years now. I mean, and, yeah. and, and another thing I just want to throw out, I don't know if you guys saw it, but this is the kind of the, the Paul Heyman promo in the pre-show where he was crying and talking about how what Roman was going to do to you know, the Usos was like, I, I thought that was one of the most, I was starting to feel at that point, oh, I'm wrong because they're, they've, they've made it like Roman is going to destroy them and he's going to feel bad about it, but he's going to do it. And, and that's been very similar to what Roman has done. Like Roman's going to turn on that temper and, you know, Roman's got the temper and they've had that as a storyline a little bit when that, that temper kicks in. And that was the storyline they told at the Royal rumble with KO. That's that's a Roman range you got to be careful careful about. All right, so um, overall we're pretty much in agreement. I think this was a, a really good show, uh, very enjoyable. Um, I think the we we got a little bit of a break. I think there's not. I think the next pay per view is uh, is it SummerSlam? I think SummerSlam mm-hmm. August August fifth. Yeah, yep. so we got a little bit of time between. So it'll be interesting to see where some storylines go between now and then we've got lots of, lots of things and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get together uh, soon. And then everybody's going to get the rest of the month almost off here. Uh, Anybody got any big plans? I know Kyle's off for a few days. Brands have a few weeks. Matt, uh, what's your schedule looking like? Who's applying for credentials for the Ford field for us to go uh, over this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're the one with the company, man. You know, I don't know that we have a legit enough to get credentials. Maybe I, I don't know. Do you know who I am? I have ten thousand followers, Brett. It needs it needs <laughs> it needs to be a little closer. A little. Closer. I have six hundred and fifty. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get there. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, airplanes, man. I know you're you're traveling all over the place here, but uh, I've never left the ground in a plane, so I'm, uh, it needs to be within driving distance for me. Detroit is within driving distance. You got right. it. But we did talk about that uh, next time there's a show sometime in the, in the area, we need to uh, have an off-the-ropes, on-the-road edition, and we, we go to the event. Winter is coming. Or we can go to the Great American Bash. And the, that's in Cedar Park, the Ooh. NXT event. Oh, I think someone mentioned that. Earlier. Yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah, that's the next one in Texas, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anybody else got anything to uh, close out for tonight? Again, the 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 Blaze volleyball team now eight and one after going six and zero today, and a little bit of yeah, volleyball there we go, there we, there we go. We we are making B League volleyball relevant again in the Diggs family. <laughs> there we go, there we go, love it. That's great. That's great. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Off the Ropes. We're going to close with uh, some Usos and are in the uh, memory of the Usos winning it. The ones are going up. Thank you for tuning in to the Disrespect Sports Network. This is Off the Ropes, Episode 12, Money in the Bank Review Show. For Jeremy, who left earlier, Brandon, KO, and Professor Diggs, I'm Brett Swinney. We'll catch you next time right here on the Disrespect Sports Network. Everybody have a good evening. Ha <laughs>